Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the World with Nate podcast. This podcast was created to shed light on some of the stories and lessons that we accrue during our time here. My hope is that those stories will bring us all together in this thing that we all call life. My hope for this podcast episode is that you find it both enlightening and enjoyable. So, sit back and relax. I want you to enjoy the ride. Special thanks to my friend Buck Kurt of Hawkeye Storage and Consulting for helping me bring Season 2 of The World with Nate to YouTube. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2. This guest has a really special place in my heart. Being that I'm a veteran and it's November, I decided to make it a theme here at The World with Nate that every November we speak with military. And I'm honored today to have Technical Sergeant Marlon Alcampor with me today. Thank you for sitting down with me, Marlon. And I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you for uh, inviting me over. Hell yeah. So we have a relationship dating back to around last year at this time. I don't know if you remember, but I had initially asked you to do the push-up challenge in support. You're probably like, oh, okay. In support of uh, veteran suicide. And we did that. And our relationship has grown since. In that, uh, you now are a recruiter for the Air Force and the Space Force. So I'm hoping that you can speak a little bit about your uh, early life growing up on the island, on Guam, and speak a little bit about why you chose the military and uh, what it means to you. And now your current gig as a recruiter. Yeah, so, man. I know it was a lot. Let's yeah, start at so, uh, uh, how island life is different from where you are now at the Rolling Cornfields of Iowa. <laughs> oh, it's, it's definitely different, um, you know. Uh, growing up on Guam, I'm originally I'm originally from Guam. Uh, love it out there, you know, beautiful blue waters of Guam. Um, my family's out there, you know what I mean. Okay. I used to always uh, go to the beach. We go fishing. We go spear fishing, surf. So you're a surfer. Uh, not, I wouldn't say a good surfer. <laughs> you know what I mean. But that's just some of the hobbies we we got to do. Yeah. Uh, so all the things that we did outside, ride bikes, play with my cousins, all 50 billion of them. For real. So yeah, you man. come from a big family. Oh, huge. Huge. Uh, that's the big thing. Uh, you know, I really miss about being back home is uh, uh, being around my, my cousins, my family members and all that stuff. So it's always nice. And then just, you know, barbecues. We, we love food. We're, okay. uh, you know, food is culture. Culture is food. All so, right. Uh, food is very important. How, to, um, when we're talking about an island... How big are we talking for people who aren't aware of, of, of where Guam is and how big? Sure. It's a tiny little speck in the Pacific Ocean. So okay. it's 32 miles long, 13 miles wide. Have you been across the whole island, I assume? Uh, yeah. You, know, <laughs> okay, you, can, yeah. you can get across, uh, you know, one part of the island to the next or to the other side. is probably about two hours. Okay. Yeah. So, so you explored the whole place as a child? Major uh, cities or what? Explain yeah. to me how, how it works there. So it's I'm villages. Okay. Yeah. So the, we got we got villages and I'm from the village of Agate. So it's so the southern part of Guam. It's close to the Navy, to Navy base down there. Okay. Yep. So the military has a strong presence in Guam. Absolutely. Right. So there's a an Air Force base, Anderson Air Force Base up north and then the Navy base down south where I'm from. Gotcha. Yep. So that was always cognizant. Growing up, you saw those things, military. Absolutely, it's the you know it's a it's a pretty big part of Guam and its history as well. So the U.S. military is there. You you know the you presence, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I know that. Um, I've had a lot of buddies being in my career field who um, took TDYs to Guam uh, with their airframes, 
and nothing but awesome things to say. They echoed what you said about the blue water and the beautiful islands. Growing up on on that, I can't imagine having that at your access all the time. For sure. It's it's hot, for sure. Okay. It's super hot, man. So hot and humid? Hot and humid, yep. Okay. So definitely the opposite of, uh, you know, of, well, I guess Iowa during the summer is hot and humid. It's humid, yeah, but, but now not so much, yeah. We're right in November and it's 40 <laughs> degrees outside right now. Right, right. But it's beautiful out. Yeah. Beautiful. The fall. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So um, growing up on that island, it's obviously very different from where we're at right now. 100%. But um, what made you uh, decide to join the Air Force? Man, so um, I was in college at the University of Guam for about two years. You know, um, growing up, I never in a million years would have thought I'd join the Air Force okay. or the military in general. Um, Family you know, background? Yeah, so my brother's in the Air Force as okay. well. A lot of my cousins are in, are in the military. Another cousin of mine is in the Air Force who retired after 20 years. Okay. Uh, you know, so a lot of people joined the military in Guam. Um, but for me, you know, I was like, I'm going to college. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, when, I, when I got to college, you know, no one cares if you're, if you're going to class or not. <laughs> okay. You know, they don't care if you go to class. They don't take attendance either. I had that same experience. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of times where, you know, some of my buddies would just go to the beach. Yeah. And, you know, uh, hang out. Yeah. You know, like I said, I was super unfocused. So um, it kind of came to um, a realization of like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. You know, and uh, my father passed away in September on September 11th, 2010. Okay. So it was kind of like, man, uh, what can I do to, you know, make him proud yeah. kind of thing. Um, so my brother's in the air force and he was older like, brother than you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was a huge influence in me, uh, making that decision, taking oh, a yeah. step. Yep. Oh yeah. And that fork in the road, you know, I felt that too. Sure. I don't want to be a loser, you know, growing up in the college and striking out on that. I've been there, dude. And that, that realization hits hard. Now, when you, when you walked in, you knew you were going into the Air Force? No. Okay. What that As a look matter like? of fact, no. Uh, I, some of my friends, you know, they were joining the Coast Guard at the time. Okay. And I'm from the islands, you know, like I needed a <laughs> body of water or something. Okay. That feeds so, your soul, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> so we were all thinking about joining the Coast Guard. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I tried, I attempted to, but at the time uh, they were kind of, making like the, the military smaller. So it was very selective downsizing. Right. If right. you remember that back then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, you know, it was a little selective. Yeah. And then, uh, I was just like, my brother was saying, Hey, just, you know, choose the air force. So I chose the air force and, you know, one thing led to another, you know, I, I joined the air force. Oh yeah. So you're, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. So your recruitment into the air force, your job currently is recruiting, but when you go into the military, you're assigned an AFSC, right. a, a job title per right. se, right. a civilian quality job. Yours would be comparable to uh, the police. Right. It's called security forces in the right. military. Right. Did you choose that or was that job given to you? Yes. Yeah, so I chose it um, ultimately because I wanted to, you know, go as quickly as possible. Okay. And my recruiter, you know, who is from Iowa, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Um, wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got a lot of ties to Iowa. Yeah, Jeepers. Yeah. That's something I didn't know. Yeah. So um, he was, you know, he was saying. Fastest security, way into the military. Forces. Not necessarily the fastest way, but it was a job. 
you know that 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 drop and i was like let's go let's 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 do it okay so that was available for you to get in exactly and you said sign me up exactly okay and you knew ahead of time kind of the job you were getting yourself into with security forces or what you were going to be doing yes what aspirations did marlon as a young college right. not going to make it what's he looking at yeah. in life so i mean you know i used to watch a lot of first 48 you know okay. what I mean? so <laughs> So you got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool to to do stuff like that? So, um, no, I, I I was very interested in criminal justice or law enforcement, all that stuff. Um, I, I wanted to pursue maybe like a you know a, a career in uh, the military, working dog um, career field. Yeah. Uh, so be a canine handler. Yeah. Um, obviously it didn't work out, but. Um, you know, that, that's what I wanted to be coming into the Air Force. Those were your aspirations. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So something. Um, so in the scheme of things, usually uh, from what I saw and my relation with your job, the uh, people are selected to do that who are at the top of the career field. Is that fair to say? Uh I believe so. Yeah. No. I mean, that's a, sure. that's a highly touted position, right? Uh, I'm honored the, that you said that. Heck but. yeah. I mean, I know your quality of person, but, um, the canine handler, right? Like that's a good job to get inside of security forces. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a, it's a, a career field that you can, uh, lateral, um, you know, you can laterally, uh, uh go into yeah and makes sense. and those things you can apply that to the civilian world too right, those are absolutely. good skills to have that not many people are able to obtain outside right. of military right heck yeah so those were your aspirations coming right in how was it different when you got to basic training than what you expected or was it what you expected um you know it's funny you say that you know um uh, my, my parents are pretty old school you know, okay so i thought i was pretty prepared <laughs> You know, uh, my, my Filipino mom, you know, she's, 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 you know, she's very, she was very strict with us growing up, but, um, you know, it was, it was definitely a culture shock going into basic military training for me. Um, you know, it's just the absence of the, you know, the finer things in life, I should say, right. Yes, very much. Uh, Falling into order and all that stuff. But, uh, that's what it's made. That's what it's made to do. It's just kind of, to kind of, you know, uh, kind of put you down, but the the military training instructors they're there to pick you back up heck yeah, yeah so just to kind of learn that that uh basically that, that foundation of the air force but it was definitely a big a big shock but nothing that you know if i can do it you can do it yeah hell yeah i, mean, I echo that as well where i was at in my life and then going into that and needing that foundation sure. and that structure maybe it wasn't what i wanted at the time but i'm so thankful for it on the, on hindsight you know absolutely hell yeah um, what's, what are some aspects of basic training that you remember? There was one time where we got in so much trouble and, uh, one of the trainees spoke out and asked if he could send a letter and our basic military training instructor just starts screaming. And he's like, yeah, you can go send a letter, go down and stand on the pad. And he had him hold it above his head and wait, and he was supposed to wait for the homing pigeons to come and pick up his letter. <laughs> and I swear, dude, they made this guy stand for hours on the drill pad with this letter above his head. Oh, wow. Any stories, any crazy stuff that happened to you? I oh. mean, of course, the job, like you said, it is to break down people and build them up to what is needed from the U.S. military, right? Yeah, man. So there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of stories. PT. In, in basic <laughs> training. Yeah, so... Um, I thought I came in pretty in pretty good shape, you know, um, but 
yeah, you know, like you know, every week, uh, our our military training instructor, our MTIs, would challenge us to beat our running time, our running time every week. Yeah. So you're uh, significantly getting better each week. Right. Then. You're supposed to. Right. <laughs> right. So I came in. I ran. I don't know. I don't even remember. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever it was. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty, I'm in good shape here. You know what I Thinking mean? you're set straight right. away, right? Yeah. So the next week I had to beat that next week I had to beat that. And I was just like, man, what are the, I, I think I screwed up here. <laughs> you may not have went all guns <laughs> right. right away. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that was a, a pretty, that's a, something memorable, I guess I, I would say Yeah. I know, a little boring there, but no, that's all right. <laughs> it's not touching the homing pigeon story. Right. No. Yeah. It's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> I understand your point. Um, when you um, when you got security forces in in um, the training aspect of it, you guys separate after basic training and go into the schoolhouse. Speak on that experience. What was it like in the schoolhouse? Sure, yeah. So you do basic training after you graduate. You go to your technical. How training. long is was basic for you? It was eight and a half weeks. Now it's seven and a half weeks. Okay, so they took a week away from what you had. I right. think it was six and a half when I went in. Okay. 2007. Oh, wow. I don't know. I can't really remember. Right yeah, I know. That's, that's a long terrible. time ago. Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> this is how, how old you make me feel. Oh, is okay, this okay. That, Yeah, dude. Is that I should be standing at Walmart greeting with this right. thing on. <laughs> and to all the people out there... Next time you guys see the Vietnam vet or the Korean uh, war vet with the hat like this, tell them thanks for what they did because sure. those dudes, my generation, your generation, we get thanked for our service. Those guys came home and they were being spit at. For sure. So they, they definitely paved the way for hell us. Hell yeah. And next sure. time you're out there and you see that hat, <laughs> don't laugh because I got one and tell them thank you. Absolutely. Uh, when you were adapting to that military life and those early things, how'd you stay in touch? You said you were close with your family and right. your cousins. How'd you stay in touch with them through that? And the, the homing pigeons were pretty good. No, I'm, <laughs> they uh, didn't work for you. I know they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, um, we definitely stayed. To, I mean, I used a lot of, uh, you know, no, I guess it wouldn't be FaceTime then, but Skype. Like, yeah, Skype. Then. Yeah, Skype. Right. Aging Skype ourselves. And then WhatsApp and all those other okay. apps and all that stuff. So stayed in contact like For that. Sure. Right. There was a lot of letter writing when yeah. I first came in 2007. Right. That was crazy because I had never done it, you know? Right. And then it feels like when you get into basic training, you're going backwards writing letters instead of calling. Oh, yeah. In basic training, we're writing letters. But when, I'm in, when I was in tech school, man, yeah. it, was, it, it definitely, you know. East Skype Apple, and all that stuff was definitely the thing yeah. back then. What were uh, what was a typical day in training for security forces person? You're learning sure. um, the job. What what it look like? Sure. Yeah. So you know, uh, and what are the responsibilities of security forces? For sure. Yeah. Depending on the day, uh, for for when you're at tech school, it's kind of like you're going to college. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, so very it's good way to put yeah, that. Monday through Friday, you're doing you know your your classes and all that stuff. So you wake up in the morning, maybe you have PT, okay, right? And then uh, you eat breakfast and then you get ready for class. Uh, there's, you know, each week, each week there's a certain curriculum of what you're going to you're going to be doing. So it may be weapons, yeah. maybe I don't know, like learning learning uh, ground training, etc., all that stuff. So All pertinent to your specific job. Job exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you'll you it's it's pretty physically uh, demanding, right? Um, I had fun with it though. I like playing war. Okay, yeah. Stuff, so same. Yeah, so I've always to, found it fun. Right, and then you learn um, some basic law enforcement stuff. Yeah. As well, so it's pretty cool. Okay, 
So one of the things that uh, shocks people that I um, that I encounter is the whole difference the the stand the set of standards that a military person is held to. Um, the uniform code of military justice. How would you uh, explain that to a civilian? Sure, uh, it's like the law, right? The law for for uh, uniform uh, for for our uh, armed services, military people. Exactly. And exactly. your job as law enforcement in the military is to uphold that standard. Sure. Yeah. Some. Some. Uh, you know, to some degree. Okay. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, when it when it comes to uh, security forces, we're you know upholding you know, lot you know the like speed violations, yeah, like, traffic you know, enforcement on exactly, base, exactly, um, airplane movements, exactly, security, exactly. There's a lot of different right. things that you guys can be shredded out to do, right? Right, very diverse career field for yeah. sure. There's investigations, yeah. Um, you can do law enforcement. You can do security on on assets, yeah. So there's definitely a lot of things you can do. You can do a military working dog, right? Yeah. So canine handler or even CADM, the com, combat arms instructors where kind of just they're instruct, you know, they're, they're teaching yep. you how to shoot your weapon and all that stuff. And every military member has to be proficient at that to some degree. Right. And then some career fields more so than others, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you, I'm sure um, security forces is one you guys have to constantly be reassessing your uh your qualifications correct right, right. yeah because you carry a gun every day right <laughs> yeah exactly. Just, yeah just like your local law enforcement as right well. um do you, now that you're in this recruiting um gig do you see parallels between what you're doing in the military as a cop security forces and what you've learned now with the cops local cops you've made relationships with oh uh, yeah so i mean there's a there's a lot you yeah know? uh there's a lot of uh similarities i guess with you know security forces and, and local local cops yeah um just just the the way they handle themselves in uh, you know on you know in, in public for example yeah. just being cognizant of your surroundings and all that stuff so yeah very that's cool definitely something i i took out of it for sure yeah and um it's a nice it's one of the best fitting jobs that i think i've seen is the from military police to the civilian world it seems like a lot of people take advantage of that and it's sure. a nice fit right right sure yeah. oh yeah. yeah a lot of people do do it. yep those uh skills that we had touched about the skills that are transferable sure was that ever a thought in your mind when you entered was the long game or you when you entered the military this is what you were doing then so I initially signed up for a four-year contract. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, do my four years, get out, and go. To college. <laughs> Say it again. You're gonna do your four. Years. <laughs> I'm gonna do my four years, <laughs> yeah. get out, and you know, take advantage of that GI Bill and go to college. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so, how many years have you been in now? I've been in for nine years. So, okay. You know, <laughs> do you share that story with the people you're recruiting? Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's been a great experience, man. Uh, just the traveling, yeah. the people I've met, the mentors. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a crazy ride. Wow. Enjoy. But I'm in definitely enjoying the ride. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Marlon. Of course. Um, when, uh, when your training is all said and done and you look at graduating from the schoolhouse, what was your favorite aspect of training? Definitely. If you had to put a piece on it. Sure. Um, uh, I've always been, you know, a big sports guy. So okay. definitely going out there and, you know, getting down and dirty, man, putting on, you know, the, the full battle rattle, the helmets, yeah. all that stuff, and just playing war. I, I loved it. I loved it. Seriously. Uh, running around and 
uh, doing stuff like that. It was, yeah. it was nice. Yeah, it, it was is fun. fun. And it's nice because at the end of the day, you come home from those games, right? Right. right. <laughs> like it's yeah. fun there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you, you graduate from tech school as it's called in the United States Air Force or AIT or training or whatever branch you want to call it. And then where does the Air Force send you? Where's your first duty station? Absolutely. I, <laughs> I was, uh, I was sent to Minot, North Dakota. Okay. And for those who have time in the Air Force, why not Minot is the thing that runs around. Now, why is that not ideal to some people? Sure. It's cold. Cold as that was, hell. Yeah. So that's, the, so that's the first cold. thing, right? It's, it's cold. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, there's, there wasn't really much to do in like the, the, the area because it it's surrounded by farms. Okay. You know what I mean, but. So it's an agricultural area. Sure. Right. And right. that's, Minot is in South? North Dakota. North Dakota. Right. Okay. It's about 45 minutes away from the Canadian border. Oh, so way up there. Right. right. Now, when we're talking cold, not just cold, we're talking like negative 30 degrees, probably. Well, yeah, man. So I grew up on Guam, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Tropical 90, climate, right? 90s <laughs> all year round. And man, I got there, shoot, from from Texas, might have been like April. Okay. And I thought the 30s were cold, but yeah. then, you know, the, the winters come in and it was yeah, like negative 65, 67 oh. during the, the uh, yeah, during the winter with, yeah. with the wind chills. Yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? How's here? this even possible, right? Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's so cold. But, you know, I, I always mention this, you know, it was, it was so cold out there, but I absolutely loved the people that I met over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, They, they set me up for success. Hell yeah. Like, because you kind of have to be proficient at your job out there, um, you know, because of the the mission that they have going on. Yeah. So it was it was definitely a, a great experience. Hell yeah. For sure. And well, yeah, you make a great point. You know, um, a lot of having to do with it is who you are surrounding yourself with, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. And then, yeah, remembering back on my past, it was always the people. You know, you can make. A crappy situation okay right if you have a great team of people right absolutely yeah absolutely yeah how long were you in north dakota uh, a little under two years okay right and then how did you get out of there so i actually uh, and what like a typical day i know there's some things that we can't talk about because there's national security risks there's opsec there's things that are real life your job is national security every day right now you're recruiting the next generation for that and i so, realized that so the things that we can talk about, the mission at Minot, it's crucial to um, national security. What th- sort of things were you doing every day? Patrol? No, not exactly. We, okay. we would, uh, you know, uh, we would basically go out and post out to secure national assets. Gotcha. Exactly. So gotcha. It was, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great experience. Man. The weight of that mission as a young, you were 20 some years old, right? right? Young 20s. Right. Did you ever feel it or did the military prepare you for it? You know, you don't really realize it until you leave how important uh, what you do is to, uh, to, to, the, to, to the security of the nation. It's, Big it's picture. Pretty, right. And then, you know, just, a, just kind of food for thought, the individuals that are doing these, uh, these jobs, they're not, you know, 30 year olds or 40 year olds with 20 years experience. Right. And all it's 18, these. 19, 20 year olds you yes. know, that have a, a huge responsibility. It gives me the, the right. willies. Right. It gives me the, it's pretty cool. It is. But you never really think about it when you're there, when you're in the moment, you never do No, it, it, like what you did for, for a living as well. It was very important. You, um, yeah, you just, 
I mean, you're, you're fully prepared. You don't even think that you aren't prepared right. to do whatever's necessary, right? right? That speaks volume to the training and the stuff that we're providing. Absolutely. I, I, I have to agree with you on that, for sure. Because there's a lot of people who I speak about now, you know, about their lives, what they're doing. And uh, um, when I share with them, you know, packing parachutes at 20 years old for people that are jumping out of planes or, right. you know, ejecting out of planes. Right, right. And like, you did what? And it was just part of the course, you know. And it's, it's just a, it's a real testament to the uh, type of people who the military is recruiting. So for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we get done there and what was your next gig? You leave North Dakota. Right. Yeah. So thankfully I, you're not an yeah. icicle anymore. Right. <laughs> I still had a great time out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Which needs to be said too. Right. I did. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, you know, but you know, I parted ways with North Dakota, took my talents to Osan Air Base, South Korea. <laughs> yep, it was a great time out there. Now, um, Korea, that is a one-year tour, correct? Right. Yep. It's a short and, tour. Um, all of, I mean, if people are career airmen, most of the time, that's something that has to be done, correct? A year. A lot of people. No, no, no? not necessarily. Okay. No, no. But you, you can, you know, you can apply for a short tour or you can get... You get picked up for selected it. for right. it exactly. So what was your case? Yeah, so I, I put in for a base of preference at the time. Okay. Yeah. So it. in order to get that base of preference, you had to take this year long assignment. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand how that yeah. works because I did a base of preference to get to Scott Air Force Base after my time in Utah. Okay. At Hill. So yeah. it's a retention tool. Keeps you in the military, right? I, yeah, I mean, it could be. It yeah, could be, well, know. that yeah, that's what it was used right. for with me. Okay, good stuff. So, yeah, Osan, Korea, what did you expect going there? Man, um, so it's crazy because I've been there before, before the military. Prior to the military. Yep, so um, I knew I was going to have fun. Yeah. I knew I was going to eat well. <laughs> have fun, eat well. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, so, that, you know, there's a big Korean um, community in Guam as well. Okay. So, and uh, growing up, I played basketball. So for, for Far East, we had a tournament out there in South Korea, in, in okay. Seoul. Cool. Right, yeah. So, so you were familiar with some of this stuff. Right, yes, absolutely. So, you know, the, I was excited, man. Um, I knew I was going to eat some good Korean food. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was going to, oh, I got to see, you know, like Seoul again. It was, it was, I, was so, I was so excited. That's so vastly excited. different from some stories you hear where where you know people are going to a, d a different country and well that's nervous right <laughs> there was right. never any of that yeah. in your what you just said no absolutely not and you know uh korea is only three hours away uh a three-hour flight from guam okay so it's so getting you way flight. close to home oh absolutely yeah i'm so excited yeah so right. what was an average day in korea like because i know that there's lots of um taskings and lots of uh thing work you work a lot right yeah, you you do you you kind of earn. You're uh, there you know, to work, <laughs> right? It's, uh, you know, it's a pretty big mission out there for sure. Uh, being that you know uh, uh, the North and South Korea, so we're the tensions, right? Between. Exactly. So we're we're you know we're part of that you know we're part of that mission out there as well. It's making sure that that region is you know is safe and is secure. Secure, exactly. So uh, very important mission out there. Yeah. You know, so I work days when i was out there okay so um they split you guys up days and night shift when yeah, you so were it was there? days swings which is like in the middle of the day yeah. and, and nights yep yep okay so uh man it was it was i loved it man i loved every every second every moment of when i was for in real Korea. that's awesome right. to hear though yeah what sort of things um the food of Ooh. course right right 
Yeah, and what sort of, I mean, the things that I remember people people speaking on is uh, intramural sports is huge there. Right. Um, sports in general, you know, and hanging out and the fellowship and community and bonding that happens. Because right. it's forced, right? You're right. there without family, if you have a family, and then you're forced into new and mm-hmm. meeting people. Right, and then that, that, yeah, that's, you know, the camaraderie. You guys just hang out as a, as a you know, as a family. It's pretty cool. You 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 barbecue every weekend that you're off or yeah. whatever. Maybe you guys just hang out. Everyone's and it was just kind of what we did in 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 Minot as well. So it was like you know the, just the camaraderie was was solid, man. Yeah, for real. Um, but Korea is the food was there. You know, like yeah. gogi, some <laughs> I made it. Some yeah, kimchi. Yeah, you know I made I mean? it all. Right. There was a nice little spot where we got bagogi right outside Scott Air Force Base. If you're ever down there, maybe it's yeah. right outside the base. I don't know if it's still there, but okay, yeah, good stuff. Oh, yeah. check it, it out. It is good man. stuff. It is good. I'll check stuff. it out. Yeah. So yeah, I was. You know, it was it was so much fun out there, man. So sure. then, when we got done there, um, you got a base of preference, and where did you want to go? I I wanted to stay overseas. Okay. Honestly, you know, because overseas was fun. Where were some places that were on your dream sheet, or, or where did you want to go? Europe. For okay. sure, right? Yeah. So I wanted to go to Europe, but I didn't. I didn't, obviously, I didn't. I didn't have the the chance to go out there, uh, you know, as my duty station. But uh, I, I I ended up in D.C. Man at Joint Base Andrews. Okay. So man, definitely. That is a huge, huge base with lots of different missions. For sure, for sure, and it was it was an amazing uh, five years out there. Yeah. It was it was really fun. I mean. Like I said, man, 30, 32 miles long, 13 miles wide. I'm from a tiny <laughs> island. Uh, some of these kids are, they're like, oh, I'm from a small town. Oh, well, I'm from a small island. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit of, different. In the, middle right? of ocean, in the middle of the ocean. But got to live the nation's capital. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? How busy is it? Busy. I've never been. Oh, uh, man, the traffic. It was it was brutal, man. Yeah. You know, my, my wife <laughs> yeah. used to work. It was like... Oh, man, I don't even remember how far it was to be honest, because because you're 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 stuck in traffic and you're you're stuck in traffic for like an hour, time, a lot of time, yeah, and it's not far. So she took the metro everywhere, yeah, you know, which was pretty solid. And I was about fifteen minutes away from work, and then okay. it was just it was just cool just to be able to. We love the city, you know. Okay. What I mean? So um, we we were able to see like the the Washington Monument from our apartment, yeah. And, you know, National Harbor and all that stuff. It was it was awesome, man. And then just just the city noises, you know. Experience. That. Yeah, but it's not for everyone. Right. You know what I mean? It's not for everyone. Um, and just you you kind of you you go to like the the downtown DC area, go to the National Mall, and you just kind of take it for granted because you're it's there all the time. Yeah. You know, so it it was awesome. It was I'm, awesome, man. I'm sure a lot of those feelings of came after you left you know like wow i really got to do some of those a lot of stuff for sure yeah and And that area is so there's so many things right a lot of things to do yeah Yeah. no culvers though is that what you there there wasn't any culvers (laughs) out there so you would have hated it yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah. i i am not built for that size city right that's a lot all the time going never shuts down i had a buddy who also was out there um with aircrew flight equipment and he says the same thing dude it's always just moving 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 but right. nation doesn't stop right exactly neither does its security right. exactly <laughs> hell yeah it's a well old machine man. yeah and you spent five years there right and then um 
after that, did you feel tired at all? I mean, that's a high, um, high impact, high vis mission, anything inside of DC. Right. It's fair to say. For sure. Yeah. When you got done with that, what did you want out of your military career? What did you feel like you needed? And so I was, you said you're married, you got married. Where do you get, did you get married along the way? So yeah, I uh, actually met my wife in Korea. Okay. So she was teaching English out there. She's, uh, she's, she's not from Korea. No, no. Okay. She's from Morocco. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, she, it was, you know, it was, uh, one of them, you know, kind of like, a. I don't know. It was, it was, it was crazy, man. You know, yeah. it was, uh, met her out there. She was teaching English and she just followed this airman yeah. to DC. <laughs> Young Marlon. Right. So see if you guys can make it yeah, happen. It was, it was cool, man. Uh, I'd never thought in a million years I'd ever meet, uh, my wife out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a unique tale. I'm sure. Right. Found yeah. your wife, <laughs> married her and stayed with her after right. Korea. <laughs> yeah. So we've been together for seven years. Awesome. Married and I have met your wife. Nothing but amazing right. things to say about your I entire family. That. Oh yeah. And we got married in uh, the DC area. Okay. So she followed young airman Al Kampar back then. <laughs> and yeah, man, uh, we've been together and now we're here. Yeah. With a budding young family. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So she was teaching English there. Right. And, uh, you guys went to DC. You spent five years there. What was next for you? This recruiting gig, how did that come about? Yeah. So I got nominated, um, by my leadership to, you know, to, to do recruiting. Okay. It's, uh, I'll say it the best and the brightest of the air force are chosen specifically to do recruiting duty. So don't <laughs> let him sit here and honest and modest. And so there you go. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got picked up for a special duty okay. and, uh, I was, I was excited, man. Okay. Um, if you haven't noticed, I get excited about a lot of things. That's all right. You know what I mean? I like I'm your very, passion, dude. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, that's, 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 that's me, man. Um, very, you know, uh, outgoing cup half full kind of guy. <laughs> yes. You know? Very much. When, when, when there's an opportunity, man, I, I, I want to go out there and grab it because I, you know, there's, there's always good, there's always good things that come out of, you know, opportunities. Hell yeah. Sure. So I, I took it, man. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm Nervous let's, at all about the absolutely, mission? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Recruiting is hard. It is hard. Uh, and especially where we're at. Yeah. In time. I didn't know I was coming to Iowa. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm going to go to Texas. I'm going to go to California. <laughs> I'm going to go to Florida. They got let's you go. good. Let's go. Let's <laughs> they go. got you good, yeah. dude. And then, uh, you know, I saw, it, it's a weird story. You know, I saw Waterloo, Iowa on my list and I hit up my cousin. It's like a, a, a list of multiple spots. Right. Or what? Right. Uh, like different. It was like 60 something. So locations. you get sent those. Like these right. are the openings we have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, th these are the, you know, the areas that we need recruiters. Okay. Um, so yeah, I hit up my cousin. She who? lives in Cedar Rapids. Okay. Right? So not the one who was in the military who you were speaking on earlier. No, yeah, no. This is somebody completely separate. Right. Yeah. And also, Already had lived in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Right. She's been here for man, almost 30 years. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, do you, how far are you from Waterloo, Iowa? I asked her and she's yeah. like, Oh, why are you going to? What are you gonna do in Waterloo? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's on my here? list. It's on my list, and you know, I just wanted wanted to see uh, how far you were from it. She's like forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, man. So weird. Small world. Yeah. Almost like coincidence, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, believe in that shit for yeah. one bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I meant to be here, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I got picked up for recruiting. Uh, been been in recruiting for for two years. How long is that detail? 
Recruiting? Yeah. Four years. Okay. Yep. Is there an option to extend if you do well or four years and they... Yeah, you can, yeah, you can, you can, you know, basically ask if you can stay. So we're pulling for that from our uh, own yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the first, the first things, you know, that I notice about you is you're in the military and I invite you to a completely 99.9% civilian um, function with all civilian people. And the first thing you do that when you come in with your wife and your kids is introduce yourself and your family to everybody else there. And you didn't shy back and hang back. And when you're speaking about that optimistic dude, you're a perfect asset for us to be, um, recruiting with you. I just respect the shit out of you, Marlon, for real. And when you, yeah, just the way that you operate, the air force is better off from an old head with this uh, <laughs> hat on. <laughs> I appreciate having you as the face of the Air Force, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. No, seriously, I appreciate that. Hell yeah. Um, what do you want out of your Air Force career? You said nine years, is that? Yes, uh, I've been in for nine years. So okay. nine years, I hit nine years uh, October 1st, All right. 2022. Okay. Yep. So what do I want out of it? Yeah, where man. else do you want to, what are things that are on your dream sheet? What, uh, what sure. ranks, what's your goal? Right, man. So, man, um, be vivacious I never, with it. Yeah, I never, I never thought I'd make it this far. Okay, to be honest with you, I wanted to do four years and and get out, man. Um, I I've enjoyed every every second of it. I met my wife, you know, in Korea as for one of my assignments. Yeah, you know, um, blessed so, you with beautiful right. children for sure. Hell yeah, right. And I've traveled. You know, I've been been to Europe, I've been to Japan, I've been to Korea, I've yeah. been to, you know. Got off the 32 by 32 island. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. So it's, I, be, I met some amazing people, mentors, friends like you, yeah. right? The community, we would have never had right. a chance. Exactly. Uh, so, man, I would definitely uh, love to do the 20 years if I can. Air Force Welling. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I, I joined to get out of my small island because I knew it was going to be there. You know what I mean? I wanted to travel and I wanted to just meet new people. And I'm, I'm living that man. Oh yeah. Living, I'm living that. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing experience. What do you enjoy most about being out in the community recruiting? I love this question. <laughs> I really do. I get paid. I get paid right by the air force to go out and speak to people. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like what you're doing, you get to speak to people. Yeah. I get to do that, but not in a, in a podcast, right? Doing what I love. Right. You're doing yeah. what you so, love. Hell yeah. yeah. This is, I love that question, man. I, I get to go see, I mean, you know, some, some parts that I've never seen in my entire life growing up on Guam, you know, just straight rows of corn. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's so weird, but man, I, it's, it's just really cool. Like I would, you know, I, I, I try to make the most of it. Hell I yeah. go out there and tell these kids, I was like, I'm like, Hey man, you know, uh, I'm from a small Island. If you, if you want to, you know, if you want help achieving yes. your personal and professional goals, I mean, hit me up, but I'm not going to like, you know, force them into the air force. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta want it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just really cool. That may be different from the perception out there. When sure. you say that right. you, um, in recruiting, you are taking kids that want to be there. For There's sure. no uh, 
court mandate anymore. There's right. no draft. These right. people are volunteer, 100% volunteering right. exactly. to be in the military. Exactly. And then that's what I love about recruiting in Iowa as well. Um, you know, in the East Coast, you're not going to, like what I used to, I used to ask some of the, the, the kids that I've worked with, like, what are you, what are you doing this weekend? And they'll look at me, they're like, I'm going to go help my dad with the, with the barn. You don't hear those things in, <laughs> yeah. in any other places. Yeah. You guys are some hard workers out here. Well, man. I appreciate that, dude. For, yeah. for someone who I always had good things to say about Iowa. Like some people left where they were from and had those negative things to say. Is it a small community? Yes. Are there something you, are you going to get a club here? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that bother me? Not at all. Right. The things that you're saying, you know, hardworking, the small community, the get people here, they'll give you the shirt off their back. You've seen it. And uh, Iowa Nice, it's a real right. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really, I'm, I'm honored to, to be here and, you know, put the next generation of airmen into to my yeah. Air Force. Hell yeah. Our, Air, our Force. Air Force. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah. it's really cool uh, to, to just work with these with these young men and women man uh it's it's been an amazing uh, experience with with that as well so we had a unique experience at the uh vfw here at the local one uh putting up flags for um what was that for memorial day right yeah and some of the young recruits helped you came there and i spoke with two of them in particular and i don't recall their names and they're already in the military but um just amazing. I was blown away by the next generation of people. And for people out there, you know, it's easy enough to get wrapped up into the, the next generation's flaws and things that they aren't doing. But to take a look at some of the people that, that are making a difference and the people that are deciding to sign up and choose service before self and some of those things fills my bucket, man. <laughs> you know, it's, sure. it, it's all about, your uh, outlook, you know what I mean? And you're uh, optimistic as they come. And I love it, Marwin. Appreciate that. I'm a lucky guy, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. So future aspirations, 20 years, if the Air Force will let you. Yeah. Are you going to throw, you want to make it to the top, be Chief Master Sergeant, Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force? I mean, you know. Be uh, an amazing first sergeant. What are aspirations? That's, you know, it's that's a, it's a very difficult It is feat. a tough, I know. And it's a tough uh, question. Right. But I, I would be, you know, I'd be naive to say that I don't want to, you know, succeed all the way Hell to yeah. the top. But obviously I got to put in the work. Right. But right now I'm just going to, you know, be the best recruiter. Right. I try, yeah. try my try my best at, at you know, all the things that, that all the opportunities that are presented to me. Hell sure. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time and I can't keep you here past what I promised you. <laughs> um, and I do. There is. What would you want? to relay to civilians to understand about military service if you had the opportunity because we're speaking to a largely sure. uh, civilian populace and we spoke earlier that your position here in waterloo is unique because you don't have a military base this what are your thoughts on that yeah absolutely so how have you enjoyed this area how would i how have you been how have I? yeah you had said earlier that you know, people, the kindness and things like that. No military installations right. close by. For sure. Uh, first of all, you know, the, the two years that I've been here, my shoulders have been huge. 
just you know waving at people yeah you know i've been really wave. <laughs> you've been really i've been really good at waving at people yeah uh, so you know i'm That's also learning how to stop at stop signs for three seconds okay <laughs> i i don't speed anymore those right? are all good yeah, things so, you've, you've uh, learned uh, no seriously the the yeah uh, everyone's been so nice uh the community uh they've opened up their arms you, uh, yourself included man I, I really appreciate you for you know uh befriending me you know just Easy coming to up to me like a like a creep on the treadmill. Hey, man. <laughs> You're Air Force, right? They want to go do some push-ups? I'm like, all right, let's, let's do it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's been a great experience in, in, in Iowa, in the, you know, in central northeast Iowa. I, I drive a lot. Yeah, what's for, your recruiting duty look like? It's, it's about 6,800 square miles of central northeast that Iowa. That you're so. responsible for. Yeah, so it's a lot of window time. Yeah. Right, so... That's when you listen to the world with yeah, my podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> I did that, that for the entertainment as well. <laughs> all, those, yeah. all those drives. Oh yeah. yeah, man. So yeah, just I guess my message for those that are listening is just you know um, doesn't matter if you do four years, six years, ten years, or twenty years. Uh, you know, um, we need high quality individuals, men and wo- men and women in the Air Force. Uh, you know, we just learn those. Uh, you learn the aspects that the the air force will will give yeah know, opportunities all that stuff man um trades you know and if they want to come back and make uh, the cedar valley a better place yeah. you know they can take all those all those uh all those tools that they've learned from the air force back and make their community a better place uh my friend nate here oh come on is you know is you know is you're you're that guy you I did that man that, you did that so i appreciate i mean I, I hope that you you know you you, you took something positive out oh of the Air absolutely Force. So. absolutely as a young knucklehead who needed guidance got failed in the college route just like yourself man and it has given me nothing but great things i mean there were tough tough times you know for sure tough times overseas tough times relationships with bad bosses but you're gonna get some of those things everywhere right right and i could being from cornfields in Iowa, I never would have been in the Alps in Italy. I never would have been in Germany. All the cool places I got to go, seeing Qatar in the souks. Those things don't happen without the Air Force, so I'm thankful, too. That's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. You cannot get out of here um, without... So, the military, this is a challenge coined by a three-star general of the Ninth <laughs> Air Force. And one of the, the key determinations here, Marlon came to my year-end event for The World with Nate this past year, and he's going to come to the second one because every guest is going to be there. So now that he's a guest, he has to attend the second-year one. But this is going to determine whether I buy Marlon drinks or whether Marlon buys me <laughs> drinks. So these are challenge coins. And how it works in the military, do you want to do the honor of explaining? No, go ahead, man. Okay. Yeah. So challenge coins... Um, the goal, you receive these from people higher up than you when you do something, correct? Is right. that a fair assessment? Right. So uh, the goal is to have one higher than your buddy so that the one with the lower challenge coin per se rank wise buys <laughs> the drinks. Now, I'm a little cognizant to what's in Marlon's box, and I think we tie with three star general unless you have something higher than that. I mean, we'll, we'll tie. <laughs> okay. We'll tie. And I was not prepared for that. I thought for sure I'd have you beat. So Marlon also has a three-star general coin. So <laughs> me trying to look like a boss didn't work out. And I'll probably be buying Marlon's drinks. <laughs> but before you get out of here, dude, 
if you will, I got to take you to the firing range. This quick episode, this or that, whatever speaks to you. (laughs) And if you're ready, we'll rock. All right, man. Are you choosing? uh, Well, before we do that, this episode of the firing range was sponsored by Joe and Brittany Wilson. Joe and Brittany, great friends of mine. They're realtors. They're licensed separately with over 30 years living right here in the Cedar Valley. You don't have to be trying to move or sell your house. Maybe you're looking for options or you're looking for that longtime rental that you want to increase your capital. You can contact Joe at 319-486-8115 or Brittany at 319-230-6922. Joe and Brittany, thank you for believing me and the work we do on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Are you ready for the firing range? I think Technical so. Sergeant Marlon Alcampor? Yes, sir. Are you choosing island or on mainland? <laughs> We're coming That's out the gate tough. Island, uh, overseas or Conus? Overseas. Airman stage or life as an NCO? Airman. <laughs> Sit ups or push ups on the test? Oh, push ups. Recruiting duty or security forces? Recruiting. Are you choosing a special duty or are you going to work in the schoolhouse? Ooh, I know, right, dude? Schoolhouse. Okay. K nine unit or a Raven unit. What would you choose Ooh, if you K-9. got the opportunity? K-9. Bombers or fighters? Fighters. Hell yeah, I like that. Checking IDs at the gate or are you on patrol? Patrol. <laughs> it was hoping so. <laughs> and the last one, dude, to get you out of here. Aim high into the wild blue yonder or enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Marwin, no, in all seriousness. It's an honor that you allow me to connect with my past. You really do make me feel young at heart, still getting to be a piece of the military. And I appreciate everything you do, creating the next best, brightest to take over our Air Force, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me again. Hell yeah. And I look forward to the rest of our lives in the Cedar Valley and beyond. Let's go. Hell yeah. All right. Special thanks to my friend Katie Hine at Mattress by Appointment, Cedar Falls, for her sponsorship of Season 2 of The World with Nate. 